Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. Recent indie releases. And 100% less ear-shattering censorship tones. Thank you for listening. Let's get started. Uh, first up, news and notes. Uh, first, boop, I want to ask... Boop, boop, oh, boop, oh, boop. Oh, oh, uh, first, I want to ask Ryan. Ryan, do you know what Celeste is? Have you heard of Celeste? Mm, no. Tell me more. <laughs> Celeste is a very, very well-received indie platforming darling. But uh, the, I guess an early version of it, Celeste Classic, has been ported to the Playdate. Oh, wow. This looks awesome. I'm just now seeing the gifts for the first time. So it was a, a huge hit on the, mostly on the Switch. Is it on other stuff now, Nick? Do you know? Uh, PC and and uh, I don't know if it's on other platforms. I don't know if it's on other consoles, but it was a huge hit on the Switch at least, and yeah, uh, came to PC. Um, but yeah, so I played a little bit of it. It is, I guess, it's name your own price. Um, there'll be a link in the show notes. But there's there was more to this story than just platforming. There's collecting strawberries, and there's a a touching narrative interwoven in the game, but it's a very difficult platformer and I was never able to complete it and playing the game. It does play very, very well on Playdate, but I am also very bad at it uh, on Playdate, but you can check out the gifts and it gives you some hints on uh, how the gameplay works. So it's uh, just to interrupt here. It's on yeah, basically yeah. every platform that's ever existed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, very notable achievement getting this in the playdate. So very, very cool. Very Rise cool. Place. Yeah, I, it, it looks amazing. I can now quote my fine friend and say that I have now downloaded it, but yet to play it. So uh, I look forward to doing that. Uh, we'll give it a shot. It's an unofficial port, I should say, but very lovingly crafted. Um, also, when I was clicking around on itch today, I noticed that uh, Pixel Ghost, also known as Ali Ko, has put up a page for Life's Too Short Unhooked, the sequel to Life's Too Short. So there is a pre-order page up. It is pirate-themed, and it just says it's coming later in 2023. You can pre-order it now for $5, and there is a uh, trailer up on YouTube with uh, voice, with dialogue and everything, music and all kinds of stuff. So check that out. Ambitious. Good job, Pixel Ghost. Very cool. Very cool. Also a surprise today, the catalog was updated. Ooh, fresh off the press, hot off the beat, <laughs> really new things. Tell beat us about press. it, Don. Yes, uh, five games were added today. Well, five items were added. Not all of them are games. Uh, Core Fault, uh, we've talked about in the past by Squid, Do- Squid God and Dave Makes. Uh, excellent bullet heaven game. Gravity Express by Nino Van Hoff. Uh, fantastic game sparrow oh, hey. solitaire sparrow solitaire yes hit 1.0 today so it is out on oh, catalog nice. but also if you own it on itch uh, 1.0 is available there i i installed it and i played around a little bit uh they added a ton of features it huh. is like a whole new thing you do have to uh basically start over um unless you do that whole loophole thing with uploading your progress and all that whole thing. I just started over, but uh, it's there and wow. really, really beautiful cover image. I love that, that wave with all the uh, solitaire pieces. Yeah. The, the Hokusai with the, uh, <laughs> the little tiles on there. That's cool. So, but wait, I have a question. Uh, mm-hmm. This means that we can take all the credit for them getting on the catalog. Cause we did them for our first, pixel panel right yeah it was all us yeah. okay just making 100%. sure um a lot of the stuff we talked about in our our review of the early version um has been polished and buffed and all kinds of things have been added i mean just so much stuff has been added to this version well so congratulations that's super definitely. awesome well we might have to do a, a another review of this or another look um, in a while to see all the different things. And I think there is a pinball map in there. Oh, sweet. I was watching the trailer and I saw the word pinball fly by. <laughs> um, so I'll have to take another look and find that. Very neat. Nice. Good and suggestion, then, Don. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life's Too Short by Pixel Ghost is available there. One of our very first um, indie inventory games. Mm-hmm. And Crankulator, which is a uh, 
a calculator on the play date. Hmm. Yeah, this one I was not familiar with, but yeah, it's got a lot going on. It's a speak and spell kind of thing, and um, I have not tried it, but it looks like there's a lot to it. So check that out as well. Very cool. cool. Caught up on the on the uh, on the play date, and I did. I I updated my uh, catalog, and then I got an alert a little bit later, like, "Hey, catalog's got new stuff." So if you miss getting your Monday flashes because you're done with the season, when catalog updates, you get your little purple light flashing so it's back have have they announced an official frequency by which catalog will be updated is it every couple weeks or month or are they not saying initially they said they didn't know but um we know i mean today and i think there's something coming next week i think we can say that um so yeah looks like monthly or a couple times a month whenever they feel like it it's definitely something then yeah all right well, then why don't we head into our boop indie inventory. Done. What you got this week? Just a couple things. Um, another reminder, review the games that we talk about here. Review whatever uh, games you play on itch. Drop a review. Drop a star rating. But uh, the first one is called Perfect Fit. It's by, I'm going to mess it up, Ania Fiox, Annie Fiox. But the idea is you're dropping a little cube from the top of the screen and the the cube moves back and forth. So not only do you push the button to drop the cube, you're also using the crank or the buttons to change the size of the gap. And the idea is you want to time dropping the cube and the size of the gap perfectly so that it just fits within the gap. If the gap is more than like 20 pixels or something like that, then you fail. And you got to start over. So you can have a little bit of wiggle room, but if it's too much, you fail. But the nice thing is, if you fail, you just start over right away. Like it's instantly you can start that stage over again. Don, have you you downloaded and played this? Yeah, I played a bunch of levels the other day. I got to where the, the dot was so tiny I could barely see it, but it was two pixels wide. This looks so simple and amazing. Mm-hmm. I am again looking at the gifts for the first time uh, as you're speaking, and man, I got to try this out. This looks only, great. Only and, once did I get a perfect fit where there was zero clearance on either side. Wow, wow, that's bonkers. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> so definitely check that one out. It's really fun. Very simple but fun. I, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but it's name your own price. So yes. uh, go get this, everybody. Yeah, definitely check it out. And the next one I wanted to mention by Pocket Games is called Binar- Binario. Nick, you might have to help with this one. Binary. Something to do with uh, coding or something. Ooh. Binary language. It's like it's like Sudoku kind of, but just Binary. with ones and zeros. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So you can only have two ones or zeros in a row, and then you got to switch. but And then make it all fit into a 6x6 six six or an 8x8 eight eight grid. So I have not tried it yet, but it looks really fun and very simple, very sleek style to it. So I definitely want to try this puzzle game. Wow. It's a three ninety nine. Nick, does it seem to does it seem accessible for luddites or? Oh yeah. Um, okay. So here's here's a a thing. Eight by eight makes a ton of sense if you have an an eight bit system. Okay. Six by six though. A little confusing. I wonder. I wonder how that was chosen. Um, I don't know. I, it looks like there's like uh, squares and circles on here too. So maybe that mixes things up. It uh, looks like yeah. you can adjust the design to your needs with many themes: ones or zeros, white or black circles, white or black squares, etc. Okay. So I, I, don't, I don't know if that changes gameplay at all. It looks like that's just I'm, a skin. I'm I'm stuck in the, yeah. Nick's stuck on six by six. Eight bits make one bite, and uh, that that shall forever be in my head. Um, (laughs) Oh, six doesn't do anything. uh, Well, I mean, it depends on the base of your system. So I've never seen a computer that uses six bit bytes, but it's theoretically possible. Now you have. Yeah, yeah. If you if you had. What would that be? Eight uh, sixes, then that makes 48. So you'd have six bytes if you had eight sixes. How about that? Okay. <laughs> Next is okay. humor. We, we've solved it. Okay. 
Uh, Next game. Well, uh, Three ninety nine <laughs> uh, or more, right? Yes. Yes. The base price of three ninety nine uh, again by Pocket Games. <laughs> uh, I really like the graphics in this. By the way, uh, very clear yes. and easy to distinguish from mm-hmm. the pictures on the page. So um, I like it. I'm yes. excited to play it too. Yes. Awesome. In eight by eight well, only. No, I'm oh just God. kidding. He's <laughs> <laughs> a purist. Binary purist. Apologies to Pocket Games, but uh, but hey, you're the last game in inv- in- indie inventory. This why is that so hard for me to say? Anyway, short list of games this week, which means we are totally front loading this episode with all the humidity boop boop boops for Pixel Panel coming up right now. And, well, it's a special day in Pixel Panel. It's our first two banger. Ooh, we've had a couple requests, <laughs> multiple <laughs> requests to Can we say that. Yeah, multiple. Okay. Did I say something weird? Did I? Not at all. Accidentally use a slur or something. <laughs> okay, oh, you guys got me worried. Okay, two pixel um, panel games. Let's hear uh, yes. about it. Um, we've had multiple requests. Like, hey, when are you guys going to review the new games that were added to catalog? The free season games, quote unquote. Uh, recommendation dog and real steel. So we're going to today. We're going to review recommendation dog, and we're going to add it to our season one rankings. Technically, that works because there's no season two, so we'll cobble it back into season one. But we we also have our regular pixel panel uh, game, which is Cranky Bird. So first, we'll talk about dogs, and then we'll talk about birds a little bit later. <laughs> nice. So well, two I, games I in that, one. I think that works because you know. Krista Mergen told us it was part of season one. Okay. Late okay. free season one games. I believe her. I love it. Cool. All right. So dogs, what you recommending? Can you recommend recommendation dog gentlemen? Have you played recommendation dog? I have. I have I downloaded and played. Yes. I have. As- For those who yes. haven't. Nicholas, okay. tell yeah. us all Nick, about Nick's your experience. Really jumping in there. For those who haven't played it, real quick, um, Recommendation Dog, it's an adorable action puzzle game about being a tiny dog with a very big jog. You work at a temp agency, cranking through names in your rotary organizer. Very important, that is the name of the device. Uh, To fulfill strange requests from people who come through the door. So you have to work really quick to get the right people for the right job and uh, be a good boy at the end of the day. So I listened to the new um, Playdate podcast today where they talk about uh, Real Steel and Recommendation Dog. And I really liked when they were talking about the graphic design of the game. And it really, I love the way the graphic pops. So we'll start with Nick. We want to hear what Nick thinks about the game, though. Uh, Nick really liked this game. So okay. um, I found it challenging, but uh, it's, it's my kind of game because... There's uh, a quick thing that you have to do. It's very easy to understand. It's very easy to um, implement. So uh, you're cranking through this rotary organizer. And um, I, I do have to say, though, if you've ever used one of those rotary organizers, uh, usually they get full of business cards and junk, you know, and it's really hard to find <laughs> the actual thing that you're looking for. So I'm very impressed with the organizational skills of this dog uh, who's maintaining this rotary organizer. But at any rate, um, you're cranking through and you push a button to select the thing and people burst in your door and they say, I need a plumber that, uh, is very charming, so but, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> is very expensive or whatever. So you have to find the specific one and then that fits the best and hit the A button on it. Uh, but there are multiple selections that you can make that will make it successful. So uh, they're ranked, and depending on how close you get to what the person has in mind, um, it gives you more points or fewer points. So you can end each round, and each round consists of is it eight recommendations or ten mm, recommendations? You, you need to get eight correct recommendations. Eight correct recommendations, yeah. And yeah. you can eight, miss... Eight, just like eight bits, Nick. So this yes. game is okay. There we go. <laughs> um, and uh, you can miss up to three in a single round. Once you miss three, the, the game is over. Um, but uh, once you complete eight, it progresses to the next round and you get an expanded rotary organizer and things become a little more frantic and difficult. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, uh, really enjoyed the concept and am looking forward to digging in more thoroughly. I had about 15 seconds to play it and I played a single round, um, <laughs> but it was a very enjoyable round. So, okay, very well. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think? Um, <clears throat> I there are many things that I enjoy about it. I liked the cute mixing of genres of a recommendation engine versus a cute cuddly doggy. I thought that was really fun. Uh, when there were doggy graphics, I enjoyed that. Um, I like the rotary style, uh, you know, flip a decks that you're making your way through. I thought that was a really incredible use of the crank. Um, do you guys remember back in Sparrow Solitaire when I told you, uh, like, I had this um, existential epiphany about the way my brain works in gaming? And I was like, you know, some of these things, like, like when I'm trying to find these different um, glyphs in Sparrow Solitaire, it breaks my brain a little bit and I feel silly. I feel dumb. And I had a little bit of that feeling in this game. I think it's because it's very word heavy. And so I was like reading through the words, but trying to be real fast because there's a there's a timer. There's a, a sand going through the hourglass on the left-hand side. And so I'm like, oh, I, I, I suck at reading, but I've got to read real fast. So here I go. Uh, and then I'd read it. And then I'd remember like, wait, I, I read it so fast. I'm not sure what the things are I was supposed to look for. So then I had to like read it again and then go through the Rolodex real fast. And it, it made me feel a little bit um, uh, rushed, hurried, frantic. I don't know. So I enjoyed my time regardless because I, I do like having like the screws turned on me a little bit and feeling that pressure when I'm in games. But I also felt like this lean toward this end of the Sparrow Solitaire spectrum for me um, in terms of like my feelings about how well I can possibly do at this game. What did you think, Don? Like you hit a limit where you couldn't get over a hump kind of thing? Um, uh, I'm not sure how to better describe it. Okay. I, I think my... I don't know. I guess I gravitate toward games that are um, more less less reedy and recognizing in nature. Like you know, Sparrow Solitaire, you're looking for pairs, and Recommendation Dog, you're sort of also looking for pairs because um, they say I want somebody charismatic and uh, inexpensive, and so then it triggers like another series of having to read through things like, oh, where's the charisma mm -hmm. bar? And then I feel like I have to do more reading and I feel more slow and I feel like the sands are still ticking. And it, I don't know, this this game, uh, I, so again, I enjoyed the game for many aspects of it, but I didn't want to like give it all the glowing recommendations and then have it rank in a particular place on my ranking and that make no sense. So sure. When when I when I mention a number at the end, uh, that's why because not because the game wasn't good, but for me, my it, it wasn't a totally Ryan geared game. Um, but I love what Sweet Baby Inc. stands for. Uh, the company as a whole is making games with underrepresented uh, developers, and I cannot get more behind what they are doing. Uh, I love that they are releasing a second season game for the play date, which makes me like panic even more. Uh, so I hope that my reservations and withholds about my own gaming and brain shortcomings <laughs> don't taint this game for other folks. But with that said, um, Don, mm -hmm. we've not got to you yet. So I want to hear your thoughts. Well, while you're talking about Sweet Baby Inc., um, the last game they did that we talked about was Lose Your Marbles. That's right. And I feel like Real Steel and Lose Your Marbles, you can kind of tell they came from the same team, whereas this one feels pretty different. I I feel like it even looks different. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciated that, that like, oh, this is something kind of a different 
uh, like it is fast paced and it's a different type of arcadey, somewhat arcadey style. So I was like, oh, this is like a totally different thing from them, which I really liked. Wait, sorry to interrupt here. Is Real Steel also from Sweet Baby? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I've not played that one yet. I'm waiting for our our week when we talk about it. it, Which is coming. We will get to it uh, sooner rather than later. But um, yeah, so this one, at first I thought it was just like a one note kind of thing. Like, okay, you just come down here and look at the thing. And um, I just played uh, Baba Does Taxes or whatever. I kept telling Nick, it's like the Baba Is You tax minigame. And this reminded me of that a lot. Um, but it's 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 pretty different. And I, I was starting to hit like a sort of a stride with this, where at first I failed like the first two rounds really pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden, I beat the game without failing any of the stages because I was just, okay, I got maybe used to where the bars were. Like, okay, quality is always in the middle. Reliability is mm-hmm. near the top. Expense is always at the bottom. So I would just always look for a high, like if they want um, reliable and expensive or something, I would just look for one of them being high enough, like more than a five, and then... If they were a plumber that was more than a five, I was like, whatever, good enough, and click the button and then move on to the next thing. Rather than really getting hung up on finding the exact perfect candidate, just find one that was good enough. And that usually would get me through. Every once in a while, I would nail like, oh, fantastic recommendation, or I forget what they call it. But sometimes you get a perfect recommendation and you get extra points for that. If I'm guessing it's the best candidate out of the whole pile, you get extra points and we should say every round they add more people to your mm-hmm. um, rotary organizer. So it starts out, I think with 18 and by the end you're up around 40. I think it's around 39 How many rounds. Are there there's five rounds. Okay. I think, um, did you beat it Ryan? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, I want to say it's up around 42 or something for okay. the last round. Yeah, it's, it's around 40. I remember it being around 40. Um, so it does get kind of intense, but you do get a pause. Whenever you get a new batch, you can take your time and look through the batch if you want. And whenever I got that that extra time to look, I would just kind of look at what new jobs are in here. Like, oh, there's a ballerina, there's a rider, there's a, I don't know, clown or something. And so I wouldn't really look at each card. I would just go, okay, there's, they added five new jobs and there's maybe two of each position. Um, so I would really only look through it for 30 seconds and I really, it really made me feel like I was on the DS because the screen mm-hmm. shows the person walking to the room and it shows your desk. Yeah. And then the Ooh, whole image slides down. down to your <laughs> organizer. And it really made me feel like I was shifting down a screen and I loved that feeling. And then boom, I was on my crank. Um, yeah. one thing I kind of didn't like was that you still had to push a, I think to select the the candidate mm-hmm. yeah. and I wish you could have just pushed up or something, but you use the directional buttons to do something else. You can page was... back up to look at the recommendation Oh, or, you know, the question. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I think you go, yeah, up and down to look at from screen to screen. Mm-hmm. Well, there's um, a reason not to have up be the selector button. Um, okay. I, I actually, not to be contrarian, but I actually like the fact that you had to operate the crank and then let go of it and did, jam I on a button. I, I feel like that's a, a key part of these like hurry up and do something games like a super corporate tax evader. Like you've got to jam it back in the slot or do something different with your crank hand rather than just holding on to it and being in one place the whole time. Like it makes you move your digits around and that's Hmm. part of the turning the screws of the game i don't know what what did you guys think nick i i heard some some thoughts you heard some muffled agreement um yeah yeah yeah, i i totally agree um going back to an earlier comment uh, about the only criticism i have i have two small criticisms the first is that uh it starts the timer immediately when the person slams open the door right uh-huh. Yeah, um, I I kind of wish it hmm. gave you a second to react to what that person to read. was saying. Well, I never had problem uh, a problem reading the request, but uh, it sure felt close sometimes, uh, especially if I was distracted by you know something else going on 
in that second. So um, the only other thing, I mean, I didn't get very far uh, in the game. I think I got to round two or three. So I don't know, you know, what what lies in wait. But uh, there's very little dog content, I thought. There, we won't spoil okay. it for you, All right. Ryan. We won't spoil it, Ryan. <laughs> I won't. Um, all right. Well, that's good to know. Uh, there is a dedicated bark menu item, though. So. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was really fun. And then I, I even started like, like there's a song going on in the background, yeah. and I started barking to the song. Like I found that really enjoyable too. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, oh, Ryan, do you know what the paw print means on the cards? Like no. sometimes there'll be a paw print at the top of the card, kind of by where the numbers are. Huh. Oh, I did not notice that. I didn't know if that was like a bonus point or if you had already assigned them or something. I couldn't really tell. I also had some questions about scoring. Like, is the perfect match the only way to get higher score? Or is it also a result of how quickly you do it? So, like, are you sort of trying to manage, like, doing it real fast and having a bunch of sand left in the hourglass and then you'll get more points regardless of whether you have the perfect match or not? Or is it only if you get that perfect match that you're getting more points? Like, I never really understood that. Did you, Don? I don't know. Getting a perfect match gives you a ton of points for sure. Like, thousands of points Mm -hmm. as opposed to, like, an okay match is a couple hundred. I think the most points i got for a single match was like 1100 something points I, I you, were you seeing more than that 3, yeah i think over 3000 was the most I oh got. wow huh yeah. okay i think it was definitely over 2000 but i think it was over three boy i got a roller x faster it may be maybe it was a mix of time and hmm. maybe it was a mix of the two i don't know i didn't i didn't really sort it out okay i wasn't sure if you saw anything on other discords or conversations online or anything. I, I haven't um, really looked into it. Um, one, one last thing I wanted to ask is that um, I will say when you finish the game, you unlock sort of like a an, an endless mode or a Zen mode or something. But then like I started a, another game and I couldn't really find a way to start that mode. So did you figure that out or <laughs> I don't I, know how to access it. I saw that there was a Zen mode and I was like done with my playtime when I completed the game and that option came up. So I, I did not try it. So I'm of no use. Was to it just on the main menu? Cause I, it wasn't on my main menu. No, my, I think my menu's the same as it was before. Huh. Did you try playing Zen immediately when you completed? The first yeah. Round? Yeah, okay. I did. Huh. Huh. Okay. Well, oh, well. Maybe I'll, goof around a little bit i just listeners if you know yeah let us know where we're wrong um is there anything else we want to say about recommendation dog uh one more thing i wanted to ask you don because i haven't had a chance to listen to the official hello playdate or no not playdate podcast (laughs) mix the hello um did they talk with julia minamata by any chance i don't know. They talked to several people at the studio. Nick, did you listen to it today? I did. <laughs> was know? Julie on there, Nick? I don't remember. Was, I it, was, playing at work, it, I don't know. was it playing at too many X's I for was, you to remember, I, Nick? <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't remember uh, people's names okay. that they talked about. I I I'm only curious because I know that she worked on some of the graphics for this game and I love the work that she's doing on the Crimson Diamond. Uh, and we've oh, had geez. some private conversations about retro gaming, uh, cross stitching. Yeah. She's cross stitching one of the, um, scenes from her game and it's looking amazing. It looks, oh man, I, I am just I over had, the moon at what she's doing. And so I was really excited to hear that she was involved. In I this had game. no idea she was, uh, doing the graphics for this. That's awesome. She was one of two folks doing the graphics for recommendation dog. So I'm not entirely certain which part she did, but uh, yeah, maybe I'll have to see if she wants to come do an interview with us sometime. I'm looking at a transcript for the podcast, and yes, she was on the episode. Okay, I'll have to go give that a listen, see what she said. About halfway through, it looks like. Cool. Yeah. 
Well, congrats to not only Julia, but the whole Sweet Baby Inc. team on Recommendation Dog, also Real Steel, but we'll get to that later. Uh, but in the meantime, why don't we get to our second? Let's pixel. rate it. Let's rate it. Let's All rate right. it. All right. What am I doing? Ryan, let's uh, slot it in there. I saw the 30 minute mark and I thought I better get us moving. Yeah, well, I appreciate that <laughs> very much, though. But let's, uh, yeah, let's stick it in there. So we have our season one rankings. If you're a new listener, we ranked every game from season one. And we have the list on our pod, on our website, playdatepodcast.com. So let's. Let's stick it in there. Nick, do you want to go first? Are you up uh, to sure. it? Sure. Um, let's see. I think I'm, I'm a little uncertain. I, I had completely forgotten that we were ranking this. Uh, so uh, in <laughs> fairness. Uh, Nick I, just woke I, up. Yeah, Hello, yeah, Nick. Good morning. I've, in fairness, yeah, number just, one. <laughs> just been revived from cryo sleep here. And uh, <laughs> no, I'm reasonably certain that I want this to be uh, right under Flipper Lifter at number nine and above Omaze. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I, okay. Goodness. Where does that put it for uh, you? Number nine. It'd be the new number, number nine. nine. Oh, wowzers. Way up there. Nice. Nick wasn't messing around when he said he I liked really this like game. It. Top 10, baby. Uh, so, uh, Don, how about you? Uh, I'm in a similar boat. I've got it uh, number 11, right between Spell Corked and B360. Ooh. Nice. Beating out B360. Goodness. Mm-hmm. All right, Ryan. Ryan, Excellent. what about you? Lots of pressure. <laughs> well, um, yes, there was a lot of pressure in this game. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to put this at number 20. Dead even at number 20. This is under Sasquatchers for me, but over Saturday edition. So, uh, again, still Mixed in with some great games there, but as I said, for me and my brain, uh, yeah, that that's where it landed. <laughs> that's all right. Still a fantastic addition to a fantastic season. Agreed. Agreed. Even even looking at this list, my number twenty five now Saturday edition, still a game I really had a good time with. So yeah, yeah, can't complain. No complaints here. Speaking of no complaints, though, Ryan, you are leading us up to the Cranky Bird review. The second edition of our Pixel panel today is going to be Captain Donathan. You want to take it away? Uh, Cranky Bird by Jerry Verhoeven. Uh, This is a game that came out nearly a year ago. It says I I bought it 291 days ago. Oh, wow. Um, But just I never got around to talking about it, and I never... I never put enough time into it. Like I liked it. I liked it, liked it. And then just kept playing other stuff, playing other stuff, but it was in the back of my mind, flying around, cranking and, and birding. So I'm happy to talk about it this week. So the idea here is that it's a puzzle platforming game with controls inspired by flappy bird. I wouldn't say that it really plays like flappy bird though. Uh, you navigate the bird through perilous levels full of spikes, water hazards and crackling electricity. So you meet other little birds around there, you collect things, and you navigate levels. And there is a there is a bit of a, a narrative there. There's also a a VR mission update where it adds ten challenging VR missions. I will not be talking much about those because uh, I'm not very good at this game, and they were very very difficult. I'm curious to see if you guys tackled them. Uh, but the regular game I did complete, which was quite the feat for me um so let's talk about cranky bird who wants to start Ooh, i am really excited about this game can i start yeah okay i liked a whole bunch about this game first of all it has that pulp aesthetic to it because it was made in pulp but this is far from your average pulp game um, you know, pulp is sort of designed mainly, I feel like maybe I'm oversimplifying it here, but for like top down adventure games. And, uh, this is not a top down adventure game. And, uh, I've, I, I like how you can see how they're really pushing the pulp, um, mechanics because you're not just moving your character around with your D pad, uh, up, down, left or right. But there's this like, flying slash gravity mechanic involved as well that I thought was really interesting to play with. Um, I 
super love the level design of all these. There's there's a number of different screens that you make your way through and you're collecting these like little firework spark things. And if you've played a pulp game, you know that pulp graphics are typically kind of limited. So, um, you know, imagine like a little, you know, eight pixel wide uh, spark and that's what you're trying to collect. But it also has a bunch of other stuff like keys that will open doorways for you to get into different places. But then those are timed. So you have to do it in a particular uh, time duration. Uh, there's also ways to score points, which, you know, it's not just points for points sake, although you can sort of treat this like a point chaser. The points also matter because they are what allow you to continue trying uh, they're, they're basically in lieu of lives. So if you run into a spike and you die, you get docked some points. And if your points go down to zero, then you are no longer, your game ends. Uh, oh. so I like that there was more reason to get points. Um, but I just thought game design graphics, even within the relatively, um, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? My brain always quits at some point during the episode, but the relatively rudimentary graphics that Pulp is known for, uh, he was, uh, whoever the developer was, was able to really jam a lot of different aesthetics into these screens from caves to scaffolding to castles to all sorts of different stuff. And I felt like the difficulty level of all these ramp up nicely, introduce you to new things, I know I've been talking a long time. I really like this game. <laughs> I should shut up and let Nick talk a little bit. Nick, how was your 15 second gameplay on this? <laughs> I, I finished the game and tried uh, one of the VR missions and then my time was up. <clears throat> did wow. you finish it? Whoa. Um, I, awesome, I did Nick. not have any any trouble playing the game. Um, it was, I, I, it just clicked with me. Um, so uh, cool. I, I flew through it. Ha <laughs> um, ha ha. <laughs> yes, with the crank. So um, it was interesting. Did you all talk to? Uh, there's a variety of characters in each each scene. Essentially, mm -hmm. as you get into um, each area, there's a, a bird that you can talk to, and you're given the choice of, of two different dialogue options, and they're both pretty funny uh, choices. I thought. Um, mm -hmm. Did you all talk to the birds multiple times to see both options and the results? Yes. No, I didn't. I, only did I didn't know you could do that until the second bird when I accidentally did it. And I said, oh, that's awesome. Um, okay. So I, I enjoyed seeing all of the dialogue, though, um, and uh, found it very clever. Um, there were a couple things. Uh, Ryan, you mentioned the, the graphics not being extremely pulpy or didn't have quite that pulp aesthetic. Um there were a couple things where I was a little confused by what I was actually seeing. So um, you're tasked with the picking up and popping a variety of different things. And there's like a, uh, it's kind of like uh, the game that we played last time, Lush's Land, um, where there's yeah. like a, a burst and some of them you collect and some of them you don't. And they are slightly graphically different, but uh it, it was a little confusing the first couple times. Um, yeah, occasionally there's a background element that's like a yeah, little X or a cross like that. that does somewhat sort of kind of maybe on 40-something-year-old eyes look <laughs> similar to the uh, explosions that you're supposed yeah. to collect. Yeah, totally. Uh -huh. I think I did run into one or two of those on my first run through the game. After my first run through the game, I think I sort of filtered them out into background white noise and was just keying in on those uh, sparks that you're supposed to So you to played get. through the mm -hmm. game multiple times? Okay. I did. Um, I'm curious, do you all know if there is a limit to the number of times that you can die? I think it's only limited by the number of points okay. that you accrue. I was curious. Um, okay, that makes sense. Um, I found some of the puzzles to be really interesting. There are some situations where you have to, you know, throw yourself upon a spike in order to continue. Um, and 
Uh, usually that happens if your timer runs out when you have a switch switched and then the uh, the water flows in the wrong direction. But yeah, I was going to say, I, I think that's if you're if you don't know yeah. what you're doing, like if you that's don't me. get out of there in time or do the thing fast enough, that's everybody the first time. That was me too. Uh, but again, I think it's part of like learning those, learning those mechanics and then being able to do it correctly the next time you play so that you can best your own time score, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, strategy to keep the player coming back and trying again for more. Is there um, an award for doing it faster? There is an end screen that tells you exactly how long it took oh. you, and then you can flaunt that to your friends and tell them, hey, <laughs> I did it faster than you. Huh. Okay. That's the big selling point for Ryan. Yeah. I think there's like two different shapes of keys and there is like a secret mode. I'm guessing if you collect all of these certain shape of key, maybe that unlocks the, the secret mode. I, I, I'm I guessing. collected I everything know. that there was to collect. Um, oh, maybe you unlocked it. Do you, I don't, I, I didn't at a certain point I was like, uh, my hand was like a death grip because I was, I was using, um, I was using Ledbetter's grip Oh, but I was like a claw hmm. at a certain point because <laughs> did you guys use the buttons or the crank to I fly? used the crank until I realized you could use the buttons and then I was I was buttons but that was way late in the game I was I was buttons exclusively and I did not understand why you would even want to use the crank until I started doing some of those uh what do you call it like the the VR missions yeah. Do you did you guys try any one. of those? Yeah. And then I ran out of time. I tried one. It was super hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Some of them were super hard. Nigh impossible if you are using the A button to do it. There's one in particular. It, I think it's uh let's see, where is it? There list them down here, the different missions. It's the one where you basically go down on the left and then you have to go straight to the right for a very long time. I think it's number five or three or anyway. Um you're direct you have spikes mm-hmm. directly overhead and underneath I you and you can only go in one line the finesse of the so, controls with the crank so i i didn't have any problem with that in the mainline game um so i'm curious uh what what the button loses in that translation oh yeah yeah you, you cannot complete that vr mission using the button I'm interested if either of you were able to complete that particular VR mission using the crank. I tried a lot. <laughs> I got pretty close to what I was supposed to do, but was not able to do it. Don, did you do any VR missions? I did. I tried the first, maybe I tried the first two even, but I could not beat, I could not beat any of them. I got close. Like I collected all the coins or whatever, the couple coins you needed. And then to get to the exit, I couldn't make it. Um, but I didn't, I thought the button was like way too rigid. I, even on the first level, like I would push it and you automatically go up. Yep. Whereas the crank, you could very like slowly go forward. So I was very slowly doing the crank and just to keep a straight line. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I did know. not find many places where I needed that crank finesse in order to go in a straight line. I felt like I was able to navigate pretty well using the A button, just like one up or one down. And it was a, hmm. an easier, like like I knew when I was going to go up and I knew when I was going to come down again versus using the crank. And I'd wonder, hmm, is this really going to take me up now or am I just going to crank not hard enough. Um, so sure. just now I picked up my play date and launched VR mission three teeth and I cleared it. Yeah. You cleared well, it there. right then. Well, I don't believe <laughs> I'm, you. I'm showing you the screen that you can't see. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, black screen. Sincerely. That's incredible. Nice job. I tried many times and I'm pretty sure that's the one that I was not able to complete. Um, there are others that I also think are very difficult. 
Um, like Mission 6 called Tight. Um, wasn't able to get past that one either. I got through a few turns, but then there's one where you basically need to... Uh, and here's a question I have for you. On this number 6 VR mission, there's a point at which you need to descend. Like gravity yeah. needs yeah, to take down. you down. Is Does Crank yes. Down allow you yeah. to... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like those VR missions are trying to tell you use Uh, the crank, use the crank. uh, Yeah. Well, you can speed run probably a lot faster if you use the crank because you can crank down. Well, just in the regular game. With you using the crank, what was your speediest speed run, Don? I I don't know. It was in I want to say thirty-two minutes or something. Okay. I don't know if there's a way to look at it, but I tossed mine over to you guys. Where was it? Let me look this up real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I took a picture. <laughs> it was it was between 30 and 40 minutes for sure. Because I think okay. yours was like 42. Oh, mine's 36, 14. I took a picture. Okay, my, my points best, were way lower. My best my best time was 26, Ooh. 38, and uh, my best score was 731. My, my score was 721 yeah, and 34, 27. Ooh. Okay, that's that's really good for your first time, Nick. Thank you. Nice job. My score was two thirty one. So was I just dying a ton? I didn't know that dying made you lose your points. I just saw that my the points or whatever were going all different numbers. Yes, dying does make you lose. I believe ten points each time Uh, you hit a spike or whatever. But this point discussion makes me think about another question I have for you guys or. minor quibble that I have. I don't know if you noticed this, but your points only display when they change. Yeah. So your points disappear. And occasionally I'd want to glance up to the top left and see my point value and it wasn't there. And unless I collected an apple or, you know, destroyed myself, it wasn't going to show me anything. And that was kind of a bummer. I thought, what did you guys think? Would you rather have a constantly displayed score or did you like the fact that it disappeared and showed you a couple more segments of Here's how observant I was. I, I didn't even notice that until, <laughs> because anytime I looked at the points, oh. it was right after they changed, I guess, because they were always there. I thought they mm-hmm. were omnipresent. Man. Don? It, it had the real estate. I mean, you're very, very rarely ever flying mm-hmm. up into that corner where the points are displayed. So I think I feel like it could have just sat there the whole time. Yeah, that was my thoughts. Right um, answer, Don. I, I do like the variety of the levels. The levels never really got annoying yeah. or um, boring. They were always kind of fun and interesting. And like Nick said, sometimes you do have to kill yourself. And there was always an out. Like there was always like one spike mm-hmm. in an area that you trapped yourself in. So it it was well thought out and well composed and it didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome, you know, for this type of game. I liked that it was, uh, whatever it was like five areas or something. And, um, you know, you could play through it in 40 minutes or a half hour or something. Uh, I really like that. And even talking like the dialogue didn't go on too long. It was, it was punchy and cute and short. Um, the collectibles, you could get all of them if you wanted to, but you didn't really need all of them to advance to the next stage. It was just very thoughtful in a fun way. Like it, it was, it maximized the fun in all, in all, at all times. I know I this is an audio that. medium, but I am nodding vigorously at everything Don just said. <laughs> okay. I completely agree. Yes. Cool. So if you want a game that's high on the fun level, on the fun meter, um, yeah, Cranky Bird gets a thumbs up from me. I am not typically into this type of game. I should mention that. Like, I, I was a big fan of Balloon mm-hmm. Kid for the Game Boy, and I feel like this kind of yeah. scratched that itch and was made me nostalgic for that. But Balloon Kid didn't have levels that were this uh, forgiving and kind of thoughtfully designed. It was a, it was a little more challenging, um, and the levels on that were quite a bit bigger. And- Balloon Kid was more challenging. Is that what you're saying? I felt like or it was. Cranky, I mean, I haven't played Cranky in a while. Bird was more No, no, no. Balloon Kid. Okay. Balloon Kid, the levels were bigger. Like, you move from screen to screen. Um, fantastic soundtrack, by the way, Ryan. Add that to your Game Boy list. <laughs> I am adding it as we speak. All right. Anyway, so um, should we wrap up what we, our final thoughts on Cranky Bird? I mean, I think we sort of did our final thoughts. Yes. We, we yes. all like it a bunch, right? I, I like a Cranky Bird. Yes. 
I like a cranky bird. Yeah. Three thumbs I, up. <laughs> I, I also liked, even though there were some like silly existential ramblings as you go throughout the game, which I appreciate. <laughs> I also liked how at the end there was some heart to it all like you're this bird coming home from working in the mines and you see your kid you see your wife there's the warm fuzzies at the end and when your wife finally talks to you you actually do more than just grunt at her um and and talk about like like what you've learned and there's again a couple different things that you've uh sort of taken into your your own personality your own view of the world um, I thought that was really cool too. So this this game just hit me in all the right places. I, I thought it was really fantastic. Agreed. And who doesn't love a Metal Gear mm-hmm. nod at the end there? <laughs> <laughs> well, great pick, Don. I feel like I feel like Don is our 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 pixel panel champion. Every time you pick one of these, I feel like man, I, this really gets me thinking, and uh, and I really enjoy my my run with it. So good pick, Don. Thanks. I, I feel like that's the strength of this segment. I don't think we have any real, real does. It's just like we're all, we're uncovering some gems here. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right on. Well, hey, uh, Nicholas Baldridge, do you want to say anything about next episode's game or are you still pondering? Yeah. Um, I think we discussed that the next game is, I'm looking up the name right now. <laughs> the next next episode you got this nick uh, you got this do you need no, me no, to no. boop for a little bit so you can uh, uh no, no, no 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 uh here it comes anyway it's gonna be grand tour legends it's uh our first yes oh okay purchasable catalog game uh and i can't wait to play the floppy game. bottom game um so assuming that i make it for next time that's what we will be discussing <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's possible we'll have a special guest on our next episode. That's the plan right now. So be excited and stay tuned for that. All right. This Peek will, behind the curtain. This will certainly maintain our, uh, what was it, crushing status on iTunes. And uh, if you would like to leave or rate us an iTunes review, I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, please do. Okay. Leave us a review wherever you can leave reviews for us. Does that do something for us? Does it make our podcast freer for everyone if more people rate it? It it sorts it higher in the uh, searches when people search play date or video games or podcasts or Nick Baldridge or any of those things. Excellent. Check us out, playdatepodcast.com and uh, check out the show notes for our socials. Uh, We're still talking on Discord. Pretty quiet in the Discord this week. Everybody was too busy buying uh, drained merchandise from That's right. Yeah. And now we have to put a link in the show oh, notes, Nick. See that? Speaking of merchandise. <laughs> Drainpinball.com um, slash shop. <laughs> Got it in. Just under shirt, the wire. Buy a hoodie, buy a pint buy glass. Buy them all. Mug. Yes. Buy all of those things. Outfit your entire family. Nick likes yeah. to eat now and then, so go buy those things. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye.